Warning. The following audio podcast may include language of an adult, nonsensical, repetitive, and quite frankly, moronic nature. On the plus side, if you watch the video version, you get to see two sexy motherfuckers. Enjoy the show. And now, coming to you live from the tri-state area and San Francisco, California, it's the best part of Wednesday, Waffle Box, with your hosts, Mike Fish and Kush Hayes. Welcome to Waffle Box, the podcast where we talk about anything, everything, and nothing, all at the same time. Coming up on episode 138, the United States Olympic equestrian team might be down a man mm, sure that, that's a thing um also is the tooth fairy bougie mm. plus bob marley gets the movie review treatment and much much more i am mike fish and i'm joined as always by the main man from san fran it's mr kush he's kush hey everybody well it's good y'all kush hey here coming to episode 138 of the waffle box it is the original waffle box you accept no substitutions because it is the people's podcast. It is the best part of Wednesdays. Coming to you all the way from the future home of Super Bowl 60. You love us because we do this. We do this because we love you. Producer Lathan, what's shaking? Evening, my fellow gentlemen. I hope you're both doing well. Mm. I saw that today was National Sticky Bun Day, which apparently is a type of food. But honestly, my first thought was that it was just another one of those bizarre search terms that was trending on Pornhub. <laughs> oh my. Sticky buns. Is, it, is, it, is the sticky bun, is it, is it a thing here? I know, I, obviously, I yeah. know what a sticky bun is. But, uh, yeah, we have sticky buns here. I never, I never got into a sticky bun situation. But, um, they're sticky. Otherwise, they're great. It's, 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 is it sugar? That's what yes. makes it sticky. Is this yes, a lot of sugar. It's, it's just a bread roll with sugar. And it's, it's, again, it's very good, but if, if you're like me, I hate, hate when my fingers get sticky. Also, a lot of facial hair up here. Hate when that gets sticky. No, no, it's point on. Especially these times, types of days, when I'm, I don't know how often it happens to you, but I'll often be looking in the mirror and be like, have I, have I got something in my beard? Oh, oh no, it's gray. It's just gray. It's just gray. Oh. <laughs> I was spent like five minutes trying having... to get this thing out my beard, and then so, no, I finally realized, oh no, it's going wrong. Thankfully, not mistaking any food particles or the foreign particles for uh, gray hair. I'm just seeing the gray hair and going, oh, that wasn't there yesterday. <laughs> and then I get a pair of tweezers and I pull that son of a bitch out. I guess that's the beauty. That's the one positive. Or well, one of the positives, I should say, of being of the ginger persuasion, of the redhead persuasion, is because your hair is kind of lighter than my dark brown. In so the, the right gray hairs light, stand out like way more for me. It's like Jesus Christ. In the correct light, it, it it's camouflaged pretty nicely. But yeah, there's 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 roughly about three dozen grays in there. Three dozen. Oh yeah, that's, yeah. that's thirty six. So those that uh, might be no a little idea more. What well, dozen is? I always wonder that kind of those kinds of things. Do you reckon? Do you reckon kids? Do you reckon kids these days know what a dozen is? Yes. You're right. Oh okay. That's, 
Well, that, I mean, that wraps they still up. Have to, they still have to that wraps up this egg. week's segment. Do kids know what a dozen is? Dozen donuts. Yeah, yeah kids, kids know what a dozen is. What a uh, baker's but, dozen? Do you reckon they know what a baker's dozen is? Nah, I think that's an outdated term. It's 13 for those keeping count. Ah, that was fun. Well, what have you been up to? Oh, um, we are dealing with our February storm time. So uh, lots of wind, lots of rain. I'm surprised the old door back here isn't banging hard as we speak. But uh, I just stayed in most of the weekend and uh, caught, a, caught a couple of moves. Saw, saw Next Goal wins on the Disney Plus Hulu gimmick. Uh, very upset with my Regal Cinema for not having it in the theater when it first came out. Goddamn delightful movie. That isn't it like the it's 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 soccer related, right? Yep. Taika Waititi uh, directed it. Benedict Cumberbatch plays this uh, coach who has fallen from grace and has wound up in America Samoa to teach the worst soccer team in the world, American Samoa. Mm-hmm. And then later on, Dwayne Johnson became a high chief, and everything was okay. That have been a great ending too. Um, Fortunately, no Dwayne Johnson. Although I found that because Dwayne The Rock Johnson has come back to professional wrestling and he has a, an official title. I did some Googling and it's actually his, like, he has an official Samoan title. He was given a title by the mm. Samoan High Chief. Yeah, like that was in about 2000. Like, yeah, it was a while ago. So, oh, shit. He's actually like, he's, he's too legit to quit. <laughs> well said. Yeah. Tell me about the Rock storyline. I heard he was at one point he was going to be feuding with Roman, taking away Cody's spot, and I keep hearing this gimmick. Let him finish the story. I'm like, yeah. what is this bullshit? Also, right. then I heard something about like, oh, the Rock just joined the Brotherhood. Are they not with the Bloodline? The he's anymore? now part of the Bloodline. Blood he's line. a he's a bad guy. He's a heel now. Is Roman Reigns a bad guy? Roman Reigns is a heel. Okay, so I'm going to try to give a quick synopsis for those. That one again for those that don't care, I'll try to keep this quick. So, long story short, so Roman Reigns, who is The Rock's cousin, through long, uh, it's through He's several. Years, I think so. The Rock's grandfather, if I remember we correctly, cousin. We can just do a cousin. Was blood brothers with anyway. It's yeah. So the yeah. Roman Reigns is Dwayne Johnson's cousin. Brawling establishes. Um, and Roman Reigns has been WWF champion for 1,296 days or something. And so a long, 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 long time. It's like, one, it's like top five draws, right? Top five yeah, reigns. He's, he's, I think he's only behind Hulk Hogan and Bruno San Martino, if I remember wow. correctly. Okay. Big deal. So Cody Rhodes, who left WWE several years ago and created All Elite Wrestling later left All Elite Wrestling to come back to WWE. And his big thing ever since he came back was that he is going to, quote, finish his story, which was, so his father, the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes, won the WWF Championship, but through some shenanigans, it was turned out it was going to be, it was a disqualification victory. So even though he won the match, he didn't actually become champion. And Dusty Rhodes never became champion. So Cody Rhodes, who has dubbed himself the American Nightmare, Nice play on words. His big thing is that he is going to win the championship that his father never did. Okay. And so he won the Royal Rumble last year, went to WrestleMania, faced Roman Reigns. He got screwed out of the match by another cousin of The Rock. Come in. 
Then, long story short, he won the Royal Rumble again for a second time, two times running. And so it was like, okay, he's going to face Roman Reigns again at WrestleMania. And this is going to be fucking crazy. This is going to be great. And then The Rock, who joined the TKO, which is the company that owns WWE. Mm-hmm. That's a whole thing. He joined the board and he came back to wrestling. And so everyone's like, oh, it would be really cool to have Roman Reigns versus The Rock because they're family and they're huge stars. That'd be great. Mm-hmm. And so everyone, storyline-wise, was prepared for... Because if you watch every wrestling, whether you watch a TV show, you like things to make sense within sure. the storyline. Of course. So everyone was like, well, Cody Rhodes wins the Royal Rumble. Ergo, he gets to choose the champion to face. He's going to face Roman Reigns. And so all of a sudden, Cody Rhodes came out and was like, eh... I was going to face Roman Reigns at WrestleMania, but eh, this guy will instead. And The Rock came out. And so they were hyping The Rock versus Roman Reigns. But pretty much every wrestling fan was like, wait, what the fuck? That doesn't make any sense. Why would Cody Rhodes, who has literally spent two years saying he wants to face Roman Reigns, he finally gets the chance to face Roman Reigns. And he's just like, nah, I don't want to anymore. That doesn't make any fucking sense. And so The Rock, who is the biggest, one of the biggest movie stars ever, one of the biggest, Mm. if not the biggest wrestling star ever, all of a sudden he was getting booed and people were like, Rocky sucks, Rocky sucks. And he would come (laughs) out and we want Cody. And now they've switched it. And I'm sure they'll try to play as if to say, well, we always meant to do this, but now The Rock is a bad guy and Cody Rhodes is finally facing Roman Reigns. And the rock is on Roman Reigns' side, and he's part of the bloodline. And it's very interesting, but it's it's a shit show as well at the same time. It's it's so WrestleMania know. is still gonna be Cody Rhodes and Roman Reigns. As of right now, officially the WrestleMania main event is Cody Rhodes versus Roman Reigns for the undisputed WWE championship. Okay. So we have no idea what the rock is gonna be doing. It's gonna be but if you if you if you were a fan of like late nineties, early two thousands WWF, you should check out SmackDown because The Rock now comes out in the old really loud, horrible shirts again because he's okay. a bad guy now. The, the seven hundred and fifty dollar like, shirt. Yeah, he's like leaning into it. He looks. He looks both horrible, but at the same time, if you know, you know, he looks amazing. It's okay. like he's leaning into it. So to his credit, he knows now, fuck, I have to play this role, and he's leaning into it. It's great. It's great. Okay. But yeah, it's, I don't know. They just, why? I don't know why. They just shoot themselves in the foot because of that. The, everything, everything was going one way and like they're doing big business they're doing like like house shows for those that don't follow wrestling house shows are non-televised events that they do at arenas they recently did a house show on a sunday night in i think it was fresno california uh, if not it was oakland but uh either or yeah it was right but around me for a house it was like fifteen thousand people there mm-hmm. which for a house show is ridiculous that's that's a crazy and i think next saturday they have their next pay-per-view, which is in Australia. Oh, that should be pretty cool, actually. 
they have 50,000 people there. Well, it's Australia. So, yeah. But, yeah, but still, it's like their, their business is good. Mm-hmm. What, I don't know, but they seem to try to shoot themselves in the foot. It's very odd. It's very odd. As long as people keep paying them, they'll keep doing it. So, yeah. Yeah, we'll, maybe we'll do a wrestling podcast one day. Well, WrestleMania coming up. We did, I think yeah. we did a WrestleMania review last year. Maybe we'll do that again this we year. No, we absolutely should. Um, before we get into the top stories this week, I would like to give a shout out to the return of Snow. Snow is back in <laughs> North, North Jersey. Fuck me, jeez! I, I don't know what it is. It's What's every good snow? year. Oh, I think oh, it's like so. It's winter happens. Not the Canadian gangster rapper from 1990 in Farmer. Yeah. You know, so down. Yeah, but you know, he was actually in jail when that thing hit number one, and it just like happened to randomly hear it. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Just the facts, that, man. That, that, that's his story. So take it with a grain of salt, but. Oh, fascinating oh. story, I guess. But um, let me take my pill. Um, BS. Every year it happens, right? So winter happens, and I hate it. And then summer happens, and I almost forget. I forget that winter's the thing because summer is here. Who cares about winter? And, oh, so rant. Just out, so we've been having a nice winter. I think last weekend it was like in the fifties. It was beautiful, beautiful. Okay. The sun came out, so it was like it wasn't too hot, but it wasn't cold. You know that, that perfect like I can exist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we actually had oh. that yesterday in the middle of a storm. Like, That's so nice. It was nice. I was like, okay, so I was like, okay, we're out. We're out of winter now. We're heading towards spring, and now. And then one day I went to bed and I woke up and there was like seven inches of snow. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> and so I had to go out and shovel this fucking snow to get the pot. Cause I don't, again, I don't state by state is very different, but in New Jersey, the sidewalk outside of your house, that's mm-hmm. you. So if anyone slips and hurts themselves, they're suing you, not the city. Really? So I have to look after it. So so I went out and I shuffled it. And it's even though I only have a small sidewalk and driveway, mm-hmm. I was like two hours I was out there shoveling this snow because it was like just enough thickness of snow where it was like I had to take the top layer off first and then go back to the rest. It so it basically I had to do the whole thing twice and sure. I came back in. I was like, oh. Like everything hurt. My legs hurt. My back hurt. My arms. Hurt. Everything hurt. It was miserable. Oh, fucking snow, man. Do they not have uh, twenty pound bags of rock salt or whatever, whatever salt you're supposed to use? Available? No, see, that's the thing. If it's, if there's enough snow, the salt is meaningless because gotcha. what it will do is you put the salt down, and then the snow will fall on it, and then that snow that hits the salt will melt. Yeah. But then the snow will fall on top of it. And it turned out. So if anything, they'll turn it, but also when you dig it out, the bottom half is now slush. So if anything, it's heavier almost. Mm-hmm. So it's so what you want to do is shovel and then oh, yeah, more blowtorch, yeah. Or napalm. Just napalm the whole fucking yeah. neighborhood. A little too extreme, a little too extreme. Blowtorch. Yeah, you want to, uh, shovel, then then salt it, and then if there is like any after effects, then it'll 
Whatever. But oh, it's this. I don't know. I haven't got a science bit, but it's miserable. miserable. Snow sucks. Yeah, it looks beautiful. But mm. I sent pictures back home, and my mum's like, "Oh, it's that's so beautiful." It's like, mm. yeah, you fucking get out there and shovel it then. <laughs> oh, it's pretty in a Christmas card, but that's it. Also, shout out, shout out to um, my uh, my brother. He uh, recently gave his son my phone number. Oh, oh, and so my nephew. Yes, that uh, adds up. To his credit, he's got good taste because he's a big fan of me. He likes Uncle Mike, right? Okay, but he's so he's old enough to understand the technology of texting. Sure. But I guess he's still too young to understand the context of time differences. Mm, so you're getting shit like three in the morning. That's at four o'clock in the morning. Hey, Uncle Mike, how you doing? Ah, oh, fuck's sake. Mm-hmm. So I can't get mad because oh, he's adorable. He wants to talk to me. But at the same time, Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's why I turn the phone off, or at least turn the sound off. Like, text me all you want. I ain't getting that thing till seven, eight, maybe even two thirty. I get it, but I'm still with the. I I don't know what exactly, but I'm still like, but, but what if it's an emergency? Well, not much you can do from from New Jersey. Still a six hour flight difference, and that was if you were on the plane that minute. Well, I mean, other so. people than English people text me. You know, some some people sure. who live in these Americas text me, and it maybe sure. uh, you know maybe I might be able to help them. I don't know. Could be a. Uh, you don't don't carry oh, yeah. that burden with you to bed. Don't don't bring that burden with you. Just, just turn the sound off. Have a couple zippies. Anyway, shout out to to little uh, M Junior. I'm not gonna give out your full name because you're still young and the internet's a crazy place. But love you, buddy. Um, let's move on to this week's do 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 top stories. It's now time for this week's top stories. Shush. Yo. What's your what's your knowledge on uh, the old world of equestrian? Uh, I know it involves horses, and that's it. I don't know what I'm definitely. I'm assuming there's like words that are familiar with each other, but whenever I hear equestrian, I think swimming. Okay, but that's something else, right? That's that's, that's definitely something else. But yeah, anyway. But yeah, equestrian is just a fancy word for look at me. I'm on a horse. Um, Very expensive sport, by the way. So I did say in the intro, Team America, which was wrong of me because this is actually Team Australia. So Mm. fuck them. Who gives a shit? But um, an Australian three-time Olympic medalist, Shane Rose was recently stood down from competition for wearing a mankini during a show jumping event. Like like just the mankini or just, was just it, the, just would mankini. they have a little whale tail showing up? Because they gotta do that where they're hunched over and you know I have to imagine they're showing some crack. Just just think Borat. Just Borat. Okay. Borat style. Yeah. Why not? Mm. So Equestrian Australia, which is apparently a federation, whatever, said, quote, concerns were raised about the 50-year-old's attire during the event at Wallaby Hill last weekend. The governing body said it 
has an obligation to address the, these concerns and is currently reviewing the matters. Right? Okay. So you're thinking, right? What the fuck? What the fuck is this guy doing? Why is he showing up at a horse riding event wearing a mankini? I already have a theory. Is, is this guy nuts? Huh? Huh? Maybe it's Australian. Maybe. Turns out it was a it was a charity event where riders were encouraged to wear fancy dress. Oh, that's not where I was going with that. So, all right. What do you mean fancy dress? So what, he was just rebelling then? That fancy, it's so, so it's basically a costume party. So he, I guess he turned up as Borat. Borat. That, was his, that, was, that was his thing, right? Yeah. But during this event, Shane Rose wore three costumes. He had a costume change. Oh, it's like Taylor so Swift. He, so, yeah. So he went with a fluorescent orange mankini. Nice. Yeah, Borat. Again, if you're not, I mean, Google it. You'll, it's, it's, it's not, a thong that men wear. It's a thong that goes over your shoulders and oh, also smuggles your nuts um, at the same time. Um, he also dressed as Duffman from The Simpsons. Nice. nice. And also, he wore a gorilla costume. Oh, that had to be very hot. Yeah. So he was wrote he wearing all... them all under the same costume, or <laughs> that, oh, that would have been like... great, wouldn't it? Like a gorilla duff man wearing a mankini, like all stalled in one. Well, like like so, like under the gorilla costume is duff man, and under the duff man is the mankini. So I figure it's just he's just doing a constant strip tease the entire time. Oh, I see what you mean. Layered up. I'm gonna assume he made costume changes, but I prefer okay. your idea. Okay. I prefer your idea. Um, he wrote on Facebook, quote, if my costume offended anyone, I am truly sorry, as this was never my intention. I know everyone is focused on the mankini, but surely the one that needs attention is the gorilla costume. Imagine what was going through that horse's mind when it was getting mounted by King Kong. The <laughs> poor bastard must have been shitting itself. Well, no, those horses actually got blinders point. on. So as long as he doesn't step in front of the horse with the gorilla costume on, the, the horse don't know it. I guess. But still, that's, a, that's a, that is an interesting... Because so yeah, uh, that would probably freak him the fuck out. Image. <laughs> so, I but was hoping the way this was going was, sure, it's a charity event, whatever, whatever, whatever. But I was like, I've party with enough Australians. I, I was literally hoping this was going to be like a drunken dare or like some bet he lost. And he's like, now you got to wear a mankini. <laughs> During the horse race, and him being a gentleman, he he he, he accepted, and then got kicked out. So um, Shane Rose said he also hoped that the incident would not affect his Olympic preparation. Um, <clears throat> quote: With a bit of luck, this will all be a bit of a laugh in a few days, and we can all move on. He said. Several Olympic equestrian competitors have accused Equestrian Australia of overreacting. I mean, I agree. That's to be fair. But as of, so, you know, I update these throughout the week. So as of um, recording, there has been a new update hmm. on this, which is, which is nice. So as of today, recording, Equestrian Australia have announced that Shane Rose has not breached their code of conduct and it's clear to, to continue preparing for the Paris Olympics later this year. Okay. 
Um, they, the chief executive, Darren Gotcha, said that Shane has reflected on the incident has an apologized, which is bullshit, right? Right. You can't say, well, and we let him off because he apologized, but also say, well, he didn't breach their code of conduct. Like you cannot say, hey, come dressed in costume and then say, oh, your costume is a bit naughty. So you're banned. Oh, but it didn't breach our code of conduct. But oh, oh, since you apologize. It, this is, seems like a, such a fucking mess. Yeah. Like I'm... I never, I didn't wake up today thinking this, but you know what? I'm goddamn sick of a question Australia. Okay. <laughs> they need to get their shit together. It's a confusing time. This is one of those things where this is the first time this has happened and we do, we are not prepared for it. So I'm I mean next year at the at the at the this whatever this charity event was, they're gonna be checking people for mankinis. Just like, you know, when they did security the year after Will split Will Smith slapped Chris Rock. How ridiculous. Like there have been 95 of those events. Nothing like that had ever happened. And then, oh, this year we have extra security in case something like that does happen. It's like, shut up. All I know is when the Paris 2024 Olympics happen later this year, mm -hmm. I'm going to, whenever the equestrian event comes along and Australia are there, sure. if it's if it's not Shane Rose, I'm going to be like, boo. You stick it to the man, Mike. Hashtag. Where's my mankini? You should moon him too. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna sit there. Uh, what's what's straight? What's straight? What what's the time difference between Eastern Standard Time and Australia? Uh, oh, gee, I think there's an international dateline involved in everything, man. Like I think I think it's they like, might be. Is it like at least eleven or twelve hours, right? Yeah, something like that. So when it all kicks, like, so maybe like let's just say at three a.m. I'm gonna be sitting there in my mankini. Like as justice for Shane Rose, mm -hmm. and my wife was like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Like, Those pictures will be available at OnlyFans slash Waffle Box. Waffle Box. Yeah, yeah. Fucking wear your mankini, Shane Rose. Um, <clears throat> next one, all right? Number two. Number two, baby, baby, oh. two fairy, right? Mm. Now, yes, I'm familiar with that bitch. She owes me a dollar still. Well, this is this is where I was going to get right. So there was a recent story, a recent study. <laughs> now I understand inflation. I understand the world changes. I understand I'm an old man, ish. Now I am starting to without without um what's the word without irony. I am mm -hmm. saying oh back in my day you know I'm, I'm I've started to get into that realm. Get off my lawn. Get off my this isn't music that kind of thing. But things were better in my day. But so askthedentist.com, which apparently is a website, recently ran a kind of like a poll or a questionnaire. I don't know. Sure. So apparently in 2001. Now, I know me and you, we're about six or seven years apart, if I remember correctly. I so we're, right. we're both 80s babies, sure. right? Mm -hmm. And so when our baby teeth fell out, it was the 1980s. Yes, that's correct. And I remember I said conversion rate 
I remember, if I, if I remember correctly, when my teeth fell out, I popped them underneath my pillow and I got 50 pence. Oh, nice. Which was roughly, a, I don't know what the conversion rate was in the 80s, but for argument's sake, but now it was, it was about 70 cents. I got about 70 cents Ooh, per tooth. Right, what, what did you get? What did you I get? don't have my records in front of me, but I believe in the early days I was getting a quarter. And then I think I worked my way up to a dollar. And then, Ooh. yeah. But there, you know, there, a good chunk of time and many teeth had elapsed between those, those numbers. So according to this study, the U.S. national average for a tooth fairy gift, which I don't know, I, I, the tooth fairy's got it way too good for way too long. Everyone's shit on Santa Claus, like Harry's fake. But everyone's just letting the tooth fairy fly. I don't know what the hell was that. Whatever. Um, <clears throat> so the tooth fairy gift has risen from just under $2. $2, $2 in 2001. Yeah. To in 2023, over $6 okay. per I tooth. Mean, these kids shouldn't be getting paper money still. But yeah, no, I, I remember a friend telling me, he was like, daughter lost her tooth last night and we had to do the whole gimmick i was like okay how much did the tooth fairy give her and it was like five dollars so i was like motherfucker like this was not even a decade ago and i was like what is your fucking problem dude but Why when their baby that? teeth are born out they have no concept of money yes. i don't know it's uh, whatever even with her concept of money uh five dollars is way too much for a goddamn tooth so I remember growing up because it was basically even though they were quote unquote giving me money, my parents weren't giving me money because what would happen is whenever we'd go to the the store and I'd want some candy, they would pay for the candy. But when my tooth fell out, they would give me the money. And then next time we go to the store, they'd be like, do you want to you- buy your own candy? And I'd be super fucking psyched. They'd be like, oh my God, yeah, I'm buying my own candy, but I'd just be using the money they were going to spend anyway. So <laughs> they didn't lose any fucking money. It's a scam. But I, so, right, according to the Wall Street Journal, some parents said they've been given more extravagant gifts to their children. Gifts, right? actual gifts, not gifts. monetary donations. Gifts, huh? So, according to Mark Burheen, a former dentist who runs AskDentist.com, said that some children receive, quote, cash, video games, and sometimes an iPhone. Oh, fuck off. The fuck are you giving a five-year-old an iPhone? Like, I get, I, I don't... Oh, so they're like, going to expect an iPhone for the next 20 teeth. What the but, fuck? But I, I get it. Times are changing and things like that. Like, I, did, I, I didn't... I had to wait until I was like 15 to get this brick that I could just about barely, like if I wanted to send a text message that said, hello, it would simply, it would take me five minutes. And the, the highlight of my day was playing snake on, mm. right? I remember snake. And so I'm not saying if I was to ever have children, I'm not going to wait to a 15 because I know the world's a crazy place, blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to get into that shit. But, Five? I'm not giving my fucking five-year-old an iPhone. What the fuck is that? What the fuck is a five-year-old going to do with an iPhone? I would hope this child's a little older than five, but still even, you know... But why are they having their baby teeth falling oh. out? Uh, I, no, baby teeth don't just fall out when you're a baby. It, it, 
it's a whole thing. No, they 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 tend to find it fall out around about five between five and six. I did my research. I looked it up. Oh well, then my teeth took forever to fall out. <laughs> mm, well, it's because you're redhead and God hates yeah. you. Oh. Um. What I um so Mark Burhin put all this down to parents competing with each other. So yeah, maybe the divorce aims. So oh my god, I'm not gonna pronounce Shidera Nig, who is from the UK, <laughs> gave her daughter 60 pounds, which is about $80. A letter. I don't want a letter. A no letter. Fucking two fairy right now. Dear diary. I don't know. A silver fairy necklace. Oh, bitch, please. And a Louis Vuitton bracelet. Wow. I want you for my mommy. What the fuck? Um, apparently, her husband bought the designer piece when their daughter was born, and she said it felt like the correct time to gift it. What the fuck is a Well, forget about a coin under the pillow. We've upgraded to designer bling. Losing a tooth never looks so chic. But hey, if you're going to lose a tooth, might as well do it in style, right? Just imagine the tooth fairy rocking a tiny Louis Vuitton bag to match. Yeah, this is why people get angry when, like, Paris Hilton has her friends over on the private island during COVID or whoever that was. This is why people get mad about stuff like that. Like that that's that's ridiculous. I'm all for. You know, if you have it, flaunt it, as they say. Yeah, I'm, I'm, it's yours. And you so, it, spend it. You know, yeah, if you if you if you got lots of money and you want to keep your kid, treat your kids, treat your kids. But maybe we keep this to ourselves. But have, wait, wait until they can. Pre- there, there is no. No way. Even if you push it to an eight or nine year old, they're gonna have like if there's an eight year old and I don't I don't I don't want to encourage child violence because that's not the kind of podcast we are. I might know what if there's an eight year old, for example, just as an example, who is like, What the fuck? Where's my Louis Vuitton bag? Yeah, she don't know what that is. I encourage punching the child in the face. Like, what you know, the fuck? Conscious, you know, pun- no, their fucking... brain's still soft. You know, open hand palm. Open hand palm. And, and he just bruises. He crescent it. What the well, fuck? you break skin with the knuckle. Again, they're soft. So, so open the crescent, crescent curve. Smack. Here I was excited for. Every now and again, I was I'll get a new action figure. Oh my god, Louis Vuitton bracelet! What the fuck are you? Because, like, yeah. like you say, even like I say, even if you got the money, flaunt it. But where do you go from there? Because if you if you're giving bracelets, what are you going to do when they're ten? What are you going to do when they're fifteen? What are you going to do for? This is what happens to the sweet sixteen generation. This is when you you end up on MTV and they're going, but I want. I want Justin Bieber at my body. You are breeding this generation. Do you remember, do you remember that show? My I, I know of it. I never saw it. Because I went like, oh, that's just going to make me mad. And I was maybe in my mid-20s. I was like, yeah, that's going to make me mad. 
Well, you were correct because that probably would have made you upset and it did annoy me. My fucking bitch. Bitch. Fuck you. I don't think I had a... I, I, I don't think I had a 16-year-old party. No. I went to a movie with some friends. Had lunch with my mom. It's usual gimmick. Nothing. But 16, what, is, what the fuck is 16 anyway? It's nothing. What can you do at 16 that you can do at 15? No, um, it's 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 a whole traditional thing. Ah, yeah, what the fuck is nothing, right? It's nothing. Yeah. You can't it do should anything. be nothing, but it's you know it's sixteen. That's a, remember there was there was a time when you would actually have a family uh, and two children and probably a dog by the time you were sixteen. So it's, and polio. Well, you might have a little polio. Might have a little tuberculosis. Those were the days. Typhoid. It's when men were men. Smoking cigars at five. <laughs> I got algebra at two, and then I got to be down to coal mine at four. No algebra. No, just coal mine. It's all coal mine. Just the coal mine. Now, the real shit happens when you're like 18 and you can get fucked up in England. That's what's up. That's what's up. But, you know. You can drink alcohol at 18 in England. You have to wait till you're 21 in America. That's what happens when you rebel. Anyway, still to come. It's what happened? You have to wait three extra years. You fucked it up. Didn't stop me. That's okay. Let's talk about people that are out there achieving things with their lives. They're going out there, you know, saying, hey, I want to make a difference in this world. And then an Irish brewery gives them a piece of paper that says, yeah, you're the man. It's now time for this week's Dunmore Record of the Week. Why? Why? Why would I? Why? 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 Why would you want to do that? Uh, all right, now, if you're not familiar, at the end of last year, last end of 2023, we announced that at the end of 2024, we will be officially giving out the David Rush Award for mm. the dumbest world record of the year. And do you know what? I know we're, what, seven, eight weeks into 2024? It's about right. But I'm going to say this might be my front runner for this right, right now. This is, this is like my favorite for David Rush. Dumbest dumb world record of the week. Um, so Peter von Tangen, a 39-year-old from Denmark, has broken the Guinness World Record for the most matchsticks held within the nose <laughs> by stuffing 68 matchsticks into his nostrils. Now, is this a specific age? category like most nos most matchsticks up the nostril of someone under 13 or just period no uh, no one yeah. our age has ever done or attempted this before normally they do specify where it's like men's category women's category mm -hmm. this category. so this is just i think this is hey he nostrils and nostrils he's get 12 a, he's not point. fully formed yet like he's still got a small nose and they have to wait pal until your nostrils bigger Oh, who knows, dude? Like once upon a time, I had the body of an eight-year-old and the nose of a thirty-four-year-old. It was crazy. Like, 
Um, Peter was went on to quote say, surprisingly, it didn't really hurt. I have fairly large nostrils and quite stretchy skin. I'm sure that helped quite a lot. Yes. Yeah. No shit. Well, there's breaking records, and then there's this. I'm, I'm not sure if I'm more impressed or horrified. Here's hoping they have a good ENT specialist on speed dial. Imagine he forgot so they were up there and lit a cigarette. Now that'd be a sight to see. That would actually be painful. Um, Follow-up question. Is this, like, actual, like, redhead matches that, you know, you get the box of, or is this just, like, the, the paper one, the cardboard ones you get in a book? I will be honest and say it, it's match sticks, so I'm going to assume well, it's the too. wooden ones. Okay. But I, I, I don't know for certain. So it's 34 per nostril. I mean, that's, that's pretty incredible. And he's 12. Wow. Why would you, you go places, kid? You go in places. Barnum and Wait. Bailey is on the side of the truck, but you're going places. Wait, where did you get the idea he was 12 years old? I thought you said he was 12. 39. 39? No. Dude, I'm 100% sure you didn't that you never said 39. This I, 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 I'm pretty sure I didn't say 12 either, but whatever. Hmm. Anyway, either way, whether he's 12 or 39, we can pretty sure agree that he's not going anywhere 39 is completely different age so well good for him anyways whatever 34 per nostril Uskov said he chose the matchstick challenge after researching different world records that he could attempt he said he doesn't think he can currently beat his own record which yeah of course because if you could you would have right that's how that works right mm. I don't know um, but he hasn't ruled out trying again in the future. So there you go. Congratulations, Peter, for having really stretchy nostrils. And... I mean, Kobayashi and Joey Chestnut once upon a time only had to eat 15 hot dogs. And look what that turned into. That was intense this year. Weather and the storm and... Mm -hmm. I want to see how many people, how, how many hot dogs can you show at your nose? None. That's, that is the correct answer. Unless, I mean, maybe this guy can. Maybe he can put one up there. By now, get three, four. It out. He could probably get a, one hot dog up his nose. Yeah. Make it happen. They got those really skinny hot dogs. They're, they're not very good either, but they're, they exist. Could you imagine that being the most underwhelming thing? It's like, hey, congrats. I, I, he holds the world record for most hot dogs in his nose. With Quite a panty one. dropper. That one will be. I'm the only person to do this. I put the fuck again. I, I know we've been doing this podcast for almost three years now. I just still can't help but, like, what? Like, what made him think? Do you know what? My nostrils are pretty big. I wonder well, how many matchsticks I can put up there. Well, like you like, said, he he researched this. This this one time we actually have a motive. He researched this. And we're like, uh, can't do jumping jacks while rubbing my tummy or whatever, and I can't can't set my balls on fire for more than three seconds without hurting myself. Uh, matchsticks. Ooh, hey, which office can they fit in? Hmm. So far, so good. Mm. There you go. Congratulations, Peter. 
I guess you've got more role workers than me, so I can't argue. Uh, still to come. We'll be back after this short break with a little show quiz. Celebrity Battle Royal. Uh, Kush is going to review Bob My One Love and much, 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 much more. So we'll be right back. Stick around if you would. We'll be right back after this short break. Throughout the universe, fast food places serve the same thing for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Dinner? Burger. Oh. But not at Jack in the Box. We serve real dinners like tender ocean shrimp. Lunch? Burger. We have meal-sized salads, not just burgers. Breakfast? Burger? <laughs> Jack in the Box has crescent breakfasts on a croissant. Serve breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and people come from all over. They're here. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner at Jack in the Box. There's no comparison. It's now time for the middle of the show quiz. Hey, welcome back to Walkbox episode 138. It's the middle of the show, so if you ask me, it's perfect time to play the middle of the show quiz. And this week, we've got a twist on it. We are doing the birthday quiz, but it's now the introduction to the first ever birthday blackjack. What I'm going to do, I'm going to give Kush five celebrities that are celebrating their birthday this fine day february 21st as we well, as this episode is released what kush has to do is guess how old they are on this celebration of their day of birth and depending on how many years is out that's his score for that celebrity yada 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 he has to score less than 22 21 is the perfect extra you get what i'm saying so if someone is 40 and he gets his 43 he scores three. Makes sense, right? Yeah. I'm picking up what you're putting down. Beautiful. So these five celebrities all celebrate the birthday on February 21st, which makes them feel all warm and fuzzy inside, I'm sure. Are you ready, Kush? I'm ready, Mike Fish. Let's get it done. Let's proceed. Celebrity number one. Number one. Born on this day, February 21st. Jennifer Love Hewitt. How old is Jennifer Love Hewitt today? 42. He's going 42. She's 45. Mm, so you mm. score three. That's not bad. It's not a bad one. It's nice to know we're in the same start. age. Mm-hmm. She was cracking from way five. Yeah, she's a beautiful, beautiful lady. Celebrity number two. Number two. American actor Billy Baldwin. Billy Baldwin. Who's Billy Baldwin today? Billy Baldwin, son of uh, brother, <laughs> not son, brother of Alec Baldwin. Uh, Billy's, I want to say, like fifty-five. He's up there. Fifty-five. Fifty-five, sir. He's 61. Oh, okay. So you score, so you're up to nine. It's not bad. Mm -hmm. Still not bad. Not bad. Mm -hmm. Number three. Number three. Canadian actor Elliot Page. And for oh. those keeping score at home, just thinking, you know, I don't want to 
Mm, but the former Ellen Page. We, we talked Page. about him last FKA week, actually. Ellen Page. But yes. How old is Elliot Page on this day? Well, Elliot Page is probably about two, but the, oh, the body he inhabits is actually about 38. You going for the eight? 38. He's 37, so that's only one. Ooh. So you're up to 10. Yeah. Elliot Page is two to go. Seriously, like me, 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 and that dude would bro it up hard, bro. Oh, oh have bro, you bro. heard the rumor? That, I think it's just a meme. That someone's just like Elliot Page says he wants to play Batman. And I was like, I'm all in. <laughs> Do it. I mean, for a, for a 37 year old, he could definitely play a teenager, Bruce Wayne. Yeah, right. He looks amazing for his age. I don't know how it works. Doing but pretty whatever. good for himself. Doing pretty good for himself. Not bad. Mm-hmm. Right, number four. Number four. Four. American actor and Cheers star Kelsey Grammer. Ooh. How old is Kelsey Grammer? Seventy-two. Grammer seventy-two. Uh, I might have just shit myself on that one. Like, he's up there, though. All right, 72. Kelsey Grammer is... 69. <laughs> so you score three on that one. So you're up to 30. So you got a good wiggle room here. You got a good wiggle room. You don't want to get 21 busts or 21 buffs. So you're 13. So I, I'm, I'm feeling good about this week. Good first week. So your final one, consistent number five. Number five. Is Puerto Rican professional wrestler Carlito Colon. Who, for those who follow WWE, he he does not like people that don't like to be cool. Yeah. Just spit an apple in your face. Uh, 36. He's he's up there now, but he's still pretty young. Just show here. You guess thirty six. Thirty six. Cologne, or I think he's Carly Cologne, or whatever. Okay. Kayfabe is forty five. Oh shit! So you score six, but luckily that gets you to nineteen. Nice. <laughs> You win. Raising the roof. Raising the roof. Oh, that was a yeah. bitch. That last one. Damn, he's forty-five. All right, good. Oh, all right, cool. Yeah, him, me, and Elliot Page. He looks go fucking... out clubbing. Because they, yeah, they both look amazing. Well, Elliot Page looks way more amazing for her for his age. Like, like the fact Elliot that Page has actually had some recent surgery done. However, Carlito. Well, yeah, but still, okay. Even when I don't want to. Do the whole thing, but even when <laughs> Elliot Page was formerly known as Ellen Page, mm-hmm. that was a the thing. They looked still very young. Oh, very young, very uncomfortably young. So I'm, I'm not. Yeah, I don't know how they did it, but whatever. Good for them. Good for. Do them. You remember when Elliot Page raped Rain Wilson in Superhero or whatever that was? Super. I mean, it's not on my immediate memory. I'll be honest. <laughs> it's an uncomfortable scene already. And then 
with current events and and the way i worded it wow also i think i just got a shadow band again you gotta have rb i guess can't, can't say the r word Crash Bandicoot, as you're saying that, Crash because because the face Crash Bandicoot's playing, nice, scary guy. All right, it's now time. That was a good game, Mike. I love that, dude. I can't wait for it next week. All right, well, we might bring that back next week. Please. But now we're gonna have a, a some celebrities go at each other. But you know, I thought again, let's twist this up a bit. Why oh. do the humanoids always get all the fun? Hmm. Mm. Let's get some celebrity animals involved. Ooh. In this week's Celebrity Battle of Royale. Oh, thank you so much. Uh, let's get ready to rumble! Yeah. It's a Celebrity Battle Royale, and don't we all forget... Celebrities come in all shapes and sizes, not just humanoid, but also dogoid. Um, so yeah, I picked four dogs that are famous in the world. And I want Kush to decide which one of these dogs is going to become this week's Celebrity Battle Royal champion. Seriously? We're doing dog fighting now? Who came up with this idea? Ben Rufflesberger? Yeah. I don't think that's who it was, but whatever. Yeah. yeah. Was it not anyway. Big Ben? I thought it was Big Ben. No, I'm sure Ben has his own dog. No, it was it was another gentleman. I believe on the Giants as well. Oh, don't you dare talk bad about the Giants. They're all Saints. Anyway. No, no, the Saints are in Utah. Yeah, or no, New Orleans. New Orleans. Oh, yeah, that's what yeah. it's, Come anyway. on, Mike. So yeah, we've got four celebrity dogs. And we're gonna find out which one's the toughest. So Couple of these, I have to write down which the movies they come from because, you know, just yeah, in case that helps. So, we start off with Jerry Lee from the movie K9. Oh, okay. Do you remember that one? That's yeah, with, I saw um, that in the theater when I was a kid. That's with uh, Jim Belushi. And Jim Belushi, dog. yeah. And Dog. He's a German and, shepherd, and I believe. Yeah. And then in the next corner, we have. Roll over, Beethoven. Oh, be- oh that's a that. Uh, I think it was what the fuck was that? It was a. It's a. Um. Oh my god, I can remember the. He's breed. a Saint Bernard. Saint Bernard. There we go. A big honking Saint Bernard. In corner number three, with Tom Hanks in his corner, Ooh. is Hooch from Turner and Hooch. So for, this movie came out the same time as Jim Belushi's Canine. And for what I don't think either one is better than the other one, but for whatever reason, people focus more on Hooch. And he was uh, a, a mutt pit bull, I think. I don't know, but slobber and drool everywhere. That's his whole gimmick. I thought I, this is not the maybe not the time or the place, but whatever. But I think I think the Jumbalushi didn't get the respect because. He was Jim Belushi's brother. Yeah, that's probably. I crazy. think if he was separate, people would be like, "Oh that's my god, theory. this guy's hilarious." But because 
I know she had dying factor. No, it's, that's the thing. I it's swear some, to God, some they're, people they're the same it. one for same movie, one for one. Like, but anyway, hmm. what's number four, buddy? Number four, Scooby Doo. <laughs> So we got yeah. Scooby Doo. Any specific Scooby Doo or just Scooby Doo in general? Yeah, the the one with who was starring alongside Sarah Michelle Gellar. Okay, so CGI Scooby Doo. CGI Scooby Doo. Hooch from Turner and Hooch. Beethoven from Beethoven, and Jerry Lee from K Nine. I mean, looking this is my, interesting. Looking my list over, just just think things through here. Yeah. Okay. I think I got it. So, Beethoven. Well, first off, Scooby Doo is always a coward and usually probably stoned. So, uh, Beethoven just sits on him, and Scooby Doo just passes out from exhaustion. Meanwhile, yeah. while that's all going on, Jerry Lee and Hooch are actually clawing and biting at each other's necks. It, it, it's quite violent and sloppy. Yeah, one is a shepherd and the other one is is is, is a drooler and it's it's it, they end up taking each other out. Oh, so damn. the winner is Beethoven. Well, Beethoven's a drooler himself. I mean, he jumps on your bed and, and he's does the whole. He sat on Scooby Doo, and the other two killed each other. And then that guy who's I can't remember that guy's name, but he was Charles Grodin. He's he's very good at doing that. Hmm. Face. I think he was in three of those, and I think they have like twelve of those movies now. Like there a lot of straight to video stuff. Oh yeah, he does. He has the face for straight to video. <laughs> no, 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 no. Charles Gore. Well, it doesn't matter anymore. It doesn't matter anymore. He was only in the first three, I believe. Only. Mm-hmm. Well, again, there was twelve of these. That that's twelve. Jeez, it's twelve, 12 projects to pay to cash a check. On. It's like it's almost like when I've. When I subscribed to Disney Plus, I found out there was like five Home Alones. I'm like, what the fuck? Mm. Yeah, right. I didn't even know Disney had a distribution for all those. Congratulations to them and Fox. Um, yeah, there's like ten Land Before Time movies. Oh, Land Before Time. Uh, the, the OG one. The first one is great. Possibly yeah, the Don greatest Luke. movie ever. And then oh. everything else went straight to video and ended up like they got weird stuff for like. Time to learn. Time to teach your kids how to count to seven. Well, stupid shit like that. But those, yeah, those like we ten. Should, yeah, maybe we should be counting. To, teach me about Triceratops, the Velociraptor. They probably did that too. Yeah. Anyway. anyway, Beethoven. Beethoven. The movie Beethoven. Congratulations, you are this week's battle royale champion. Ding ding! All right, let's talk about let's talk about movies, baby. Yeah, and let's talk about uh, Bob Marley coming up uh, in this week's segment, where Kush reviews a movie in a segment that we like to call Kush's Movie Review. Kush's Movie Review. Welcome everyone to Kush's Movie Review. This week on Kush's Movie Review, Kush is talking about Bob Marley, One Love. The story where Bob Marley devotes his life to his one love, motorcycles. And then where Bob Marley 
teams up with Pete Davidson's grandfather to create a company called Marley Davidson, which would later be bought out by another man, and the rest is history. Is that about accurate? No, but I no. like it still. Yeah, it's good. Like it's good, it. right? In fact, thinking about it, I don't know why they, they aren't driving one motorcycle in Kingston, but seems like it'd be a lot easier to get around. No, that'd be a good thing. Oh, I'm just got my Marley Davidson, man. That's a great pun. Use it more often. That's a fantastic pun, dude. That, that People of Jamaica, I give it to you. Free of charge. No oh. no copyright on that. Oh, well, at least you gotta get, get a couple all-expensive-paid vacations in oh. with the I'll man. I'll have a, a couple of beers. You're, you're just gonna, you know, probably eat some jerk chicken and, and drink a lot of beer. And I don't know if you smoke weed, but if you don't, then that's more money they do save. And I'm, yeah. I'm very low maintenance, people there of Jamaica. There you go. We're talking Bob Marley. Colon, one love. It is PG-13. It is a glorious one hour and 47 minutes long. Oh, my God. Uh, does it drag a little? Yeah, it drags in some places. However, I was there for, for all of it, man, for all 107 minutes. This is directed by a man named Ronaldo Marcus Green. He was the director of King Richard, which was the movie with Will Smith from two, three years ago about uh, the, the Williams sisters' dad. And uh, is written not only by Ronaldo, but three other gentlemen. And you know the rules, guys. If there's more than two, your you last name ain't getting spoken. So Terrence, Frank, and Zach all had a hand in this. This stars Kingsley Benadir, who plays Bob Marley. What do you know him from? He was in Secret Invasion, if you sat through any of that this uh, previous year. He was, also, he was also a Ken in the Barbie movie. Uh, specifically the guy with the headband who would also inherit the uh, fur jacket at the end. Black Ken. Well, well, there's two Black Kens. There might have even been a couple more, but there was two up front. Anyway, also, Lashana Lynch, and uh, if you don't remember her, she is uh, Captain Rambo from the Marvels. She also plays Agent 007 in No Time to Die, as opposed to James Bond. There's still a difference. Um, uh, uh, no, I... I'm not supporting no Jane Bond. It's always my <laughs> She was great in that, dude. There, but there's a scene towards the end. I don't know if you ever ended up watching the movie where, uh, especially after all the stupid backlash on Twitter about her presence even being there and having the 007 rank. At one point she was like, I would like to give Commander Bond the rank of 007 once again for this mission. It's like, no, no, but he... Commander Bond's pretty commander. He's commander. He could just be Commander Bond. It's fine. You you be 007. It's gonna be okay. Yeah, I'm a commander now. I don't need your rank. Keep your yeah. fucking peon rank. 007. He's a fucking, fucking retired. Anyways, uh, anyway. Um, anyway, I enjoyed the hell out of this movie, guy. Uh, I ain't you your I, guy, buddy. Well, I ain't your buddy, guy. So we've uh, reviewed quite a few musical biopics and uh several other biopics over this series and majority of them have been just terrible dude the example most recent examples uh the whitney houston movie the george foreman movie in both situations this happens then this happens then this happens and then they did that which leads to a lot of questions and you just going couldn't have 
couldn't this movie just have been about this one specific point in time? Do we really need to go back to the beginning and just again A, B, and C? This is this is actually a, a, a fantastic narrative. On this specific date, Bob Marley decided to go to the peace conference that he just got shot at two days ago. We'll get into that in a minute here. But because that happened, then this happened, which led to this happening. And because of that, it caused this outcome, which led them to do this thing. It, it just it go, There's an actual chain of events. And we don't start at the beginning. Like You, get, you see a couple shots of him as a kid. But we, we start at this one specific point in time where he's already a success, but he's going through just a lot of strife. There's a lot of turmoil happening in Jamaica. I'm not sure if you heard about any of this, Mike, but like 20 years after Brita, the, England left occupied uh, Jamaica, uh, civil war erupted, gangs, like the worst, worst case scenario when something like that happens. And, oh, um, we, are, we are some cheeky fellas. Well, yeah. yeah. Anyways, <laughs> I'm sorry, Jamaica. Yeah. To make up to make up for what we did, Ooh. you have the Marley Davidson pun. There you go, and that's how we again. Now we've just established peace. That's we're we're together now. There you go. One love. One love, indeed. So yeah, um, we actually see the assassination attempt of Bob Marley and pretty fucking amazing so he just got fortunate got shot once but his manager was in the room with him and he got shot like six times both Mm. these men survived but the biggest surprise i had was uh, per this movie and you know everything's with a grain of salt or whatever but i can't possibly imagine that lashana lynch got shot in the head at point blank range but then because one of her dreadlocks was just that fucking thick it stopped the bullet from piercing her brain. That doctors actually say this in the movie. Um, Interesting, absolutely a miracle. But I'm just like, I don't know much about guns, but like it was point blank range, uh, fifty yards out, twenty five feet out. Sure, we can go with all that. But like, she was getting ready to drive away in a car, and someone just ran up on her and popped her. Anyways, they do the concert. Bob Marley starts, uh, he's pretty free-flowing and kind of aloof, but then he just went like, oh, yeah, the mother of my children got shot because I exist. Better pack our bags and go to England. And then they do. Um, and then, you know, he uh, trots around for a little bit and then decides to write a new album, which would eventually become an album called Exodus. I don't know Exodus. I don't know reggae in general. But I know Bob Marley. I know I've heard Bob Marley's songs. Obviously, One Love. Obviously, I Shot the Sheriff. I'm sure there's other stuff. Is this Love? Yeah, that's a song. Um, but no when it came to like, Woman, No Cry. No Woman, No Cry. That, that, that gets played in this. Um, it's very fascinating seeing the process behind the making of this album. And again, it wasn't, it wasn't. And then this happened, and then this happened, and then this happened. It was Bob's focusing on the book. They keep trying, and they keep trying, and nothing happened. And then one day, someone went to the record shop and bought a soundtrack of the score of some movie called Exodus, and they're just jamming out to it because it's the baddest thing they've ever heard. And it's like, we can create a beat around all of this. And then they create what Time Magazine will declare 
the greatest album of the 20th century. Ooh. Quite a big st- statistic, right? Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty great. Uh, Bob Marley goes on tour around the world. He goes here, he goes there, he goes the other place, blah, 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 blah. The goal is to get to Africa. Uh, there's some... The, the, the manager, as always, is siphoning money from the till. And uh, that's a small thing for a little every bit. Every music movie that happens. Yeah, every music guy that happens. So mm. uh, they, they just, they strike it, and then they move on to the next subject. They don't dwell on it. They don't establish how long it's been going on. They're just like, eh, that guy's kind of shady these days. Anyway, um, Bob Marley's infidelity is slightly brought up. Like it happened, and they don't. They're not shy about it, but they don't focus on it. Like they, they make sure that this man, you know, he is not a perfect individual. But he also tells you he is not a perfect individual. However, this man inspired peace not just in Jamaica and the civil wars, and got the two uh, uh, political parties together for that concert. Uh, you know, like every other nation in the world was affected by this album Exodus. Apparently, like again, you look at my. Uh, foreign posters like south korea is affected by this by this man uh, uh argentini argentina is affected by this guy mexico etc 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 man like this guy was a global sensation so um lots of fantastic musical performances i don't know if it's actually mr kingsley uh singing this song or if they just had bob marley dub over or maybe uh, one of his sons or maybe one of his sons yeah uh I don't know. Fantastic performances. I had a great time with this. Again, this uh, we only focus on this one specific time. There are some flashbacks. They actually help add to the narrative of this one hour and 47 minute movie. Maybe the best biopic I've seen since Rocket Man and before that, uh, since Straight Outta Compton. I really did like Bohemian Rhapsody, but even that was muddled. Um, and everything else since Rocket Man's just been kind of dog shit. So, uh, Four out of five. This is now thankfully replaced Lisa Frankenstein as the best picture of the year currently as of uh, February 21st, 2024. So with biopic, are you talking just musically, right? I'm assuming. I mean, George, the George Foreman thing was pretty disappointing too. And like I mentioned that, so. Where would you rank this compared to Iron Claw? Oh, um, that's a great question. Iron Claw is a. If I had, geez, I can't even really give Iron Claw a fair review because the, the theater projector screwed up and the last oh, time I was be saying, yeah. yeah. So I still haven't seen Iron Claw. With, I, I have a strange sense of what happened, but they also erased an entire brother from that movie. <clears throat> as well done they as did. that movie was, they like erased an entire person from history. And so, do you know why? I don't know if we covered this. Um, just tell us again. But the story is that the producers of the movie was like, "This story is depressing enough. <laughs> we need to. We need. If we had one more depressing story, it'd be too much." They're not wrong, and it was already like over two hours. So yeah. But fun fact: so I recently purchased because I was very keen on watching Iron Claw. So this is one of those very rare occasions that I spent money buying a movie on a on amazon okay i purchased it right a physical copy or the digital a digital copy Mm. so but funny enough 
let's just say, I'm not going to call anyone out. I'm not going to call anyone out. But the person that was watching the movie with me said, are you sure you want to start this? Because you have to be up early in the morning. And I was like, no, it's fine. I can watch this. And they were like, are you sure? Because I don't want you falling asleep. I was like, nope, let's crack on. Let's watch this movie. Ten minutes in, they were snoring. And I was like, well, I, I guess I have to wait to watch it with them. Then it's like, fuck, fuck's sake. So I, I, I watched the first 20 minutes and it looks good. But once we are in a situation where they can be awake for two hours, I'll finish that movie and I can't yeah, wait. I don't, I don't understand that part of relationships these days. I would have just finished the movie and then I'd be like, you want to try and watch that again tomorrow? Like, good or bad? If it's good, I'll be happy to watch it again. If it's bad, I don't like spending time with you, baby. I will tolerate this movie again with you. Hey, baby. Hey, sexy mama. Do the monkey with me. Anyways, uh, anyway. one love, Bob Marley, Bob Marley, one love, Bob Marley, one love, four to five, one hour, 47 minutes. Um, did did surprisingly well, dude. I did not think it would do as well as uh, any... I know Madam Web came out. We're definitely not reviewing that. We're not even gonna like make Who fun of it. Would have thunk a Sony slash box produced marvel movie would be dog shit you know what this is other than morbius every other sony movie is done involving a spider-man or spider-man franchise has done well whether it was critically received well or not the only good one was for me at least was um who's the 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 guy with the British guy in it. Yeah, with the, are you talking about Morbius? No, not Morbius. Okay, not. Uh, are you talking about Spider Man? No. Nope. The Amazing Spider Man? Nope. Oh, then I don't know what you're talking about. Um, oh not my. Venom is it? Venom. Oh, Venom. Really? You missed out. I thought no. Venom was good. Okay, a lot of people liked Venom uh, so much they made a Venom two. So and I, I thought saw Venom, Venom two was good. Venom two was fun. And I, I hated I the fact that they teased. For like a minute, that Venom, Tom Hardy, there we go. That's the one on the name I was trying to think of. Tom Hardy's Venom was going to be in the MCU, and then they took it away from us. He still might be, actually. It, he it, might it's be. It's all multiverse. It's all multiverse. Don't worry. Now, with, with Deadpool, that's the whole yeah. thing. Go back yeah. to last week's episode if you want. We're not going to get back into Deadpool, but yeah. But anyway, yeah, even, even, uh, even both the Venoms were blockbuster uh, successes. Uh, so far, the only two failures they've had financially is morbius and uh madam web i yeah i haven't okay i apologize for hijacking the bob marley uh, mm-hmm. review here so if you if you came here to watch bob marley and you're still watching god bless you but the the, the only ones with the sony fox whatever blah, blah 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 i felt venom was the only one that didn't actually kind of almost matched the mcu where it's kind of like hey we're it's a serious movie, but we're not taking ourselves too seriously. Mm-hmm. It was kind of fun and cheeky and they, mm-hmm. whereas the other ones were, I don't know, fucking weird. I don't, I don't know. Maybe. You, what do you want? And plus Tom Hardy's great anyway. How can you go wrong with Tom Hardy? Tom Hardy, never bad in anything, been in several bad things. 
Yep. The Craze. Did you watch the Craze movie? I didn't. I wanted to see it. Heard it was terrible. Really? Mm-hmm. Uh, that, to be fair, yeah. No, that might that might come under the umbrella of bad movies that he was great in. But yeah, I remember him being very good in that. He's, he's playing two characters, right? They're, they're twins. He, right? he, he plays here. He plays both brothers. Yeah. They were naughty boys, the old craze. Some would say they're crazy. Slap on the wrist for the craze. I think they're both dead now because they were naughty boys. Anyway, Bob Marley, One Love, four out of five, the best movie thus far in 2024. And if you don't believe us, ask Kush. And if you don't trust Kush, go fuck yourself. Put that on a t shirt. Let's wrap this week's show up. As always, we like to do to give yourselves a normal day, warm and fuzzy feeling inside. With this week's feel good story of the week. It's the coolest fucking story I've ever heard in my entire life. It's insane. Can I hear it again? Mm. This week's feel good story takes us to california of all places what what good has ever happened in california hmm nothing that's what's right for me um so former nirvana drummer dave grohl apparently he's been doing other things since then but mm, who knows recently spent over 24 hours volunteering at a Los Angeles shelter to prepare barbecue for hundreds of people experiencing homelessness. He had brisket, pork butt, ribs, and more delivered to Hope the Mission's Tribeca Center in Northridge, California, on February 22nd. Grace Ann Shetter, Director of Development at Hope of the Mission, told Today.com he arrived around 3 in the afternoon and then he was in our kitchen prepping the meat and he was cutting up and there he was until he put it in the smoker. The meat didn't go into the smoker until midnight that night because he's like, oh, it has to be seasoned and it, ha- and it has to do this. It's a terrible quote, I don't know the context, but whatever. Um, quote, he definitely is a craftsman when it comes to that. And then he spent the whole night here. And Chenna said Dave Grohl and his fellow barbecuers took turns smoking the meat overnight, even as a major winter storm moved through Southern California, dumping hail and rain on the shelter that night until it was ready about 3 p.m. the next day on February 23rd, which I, I, uh, that doesn't make any sense because that seems to be in the future. Um, yeah, I, I think this is a story from last year. Uh, Dave Grohl's been doing it. This This is Dave Grohl's been doing this. He's done this in Australia. He did this obviously in LA. I believe he. I believe he did this once. I want to say in Texas. Don't quote me on that last one. But uh, yeah, Dave Grohl apparently likes to feed the homeless and he likes to feed them smoked meat. And uh, I'm okay with that. Yeah, that doesn't make sense because even last February 2020, February 23rd, 2023 is a Thursday, and doesn't make use. The whole thing was just, I don't know. I don't know. Some, whatever. It, the day's not important. The fact is, Dave Grohl, what a fucking guy. Um, so he's, he's spent, definitely done this. I've seen photos of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, no, this is a fact. This. Just the facts, ma'am. 
This is a fact that's happened. Dave Grohl is a great guy. Um, anyway, so help the mission shelters serve dinner from 6 p.m. So Dave Grohl was working towards that deadline to be able to serve the meals after they were prepared. Um, he actually said they get so maybe okay. What I think would happen, ha ha happened was, I think he did this this year, and the, the story that I looked upon didn't give enough information. So I dug deeper and I probably end up finding last year's story. So I think this is probably like at least the second year he's done this running. Mm-hmm. Sounds about right. So yeah, okay. So this might be, I might be regurgitating last year's story, but the fact is Dave Grohl, yep. and this isn't the whole, you know, oh, well, people only care when celebrities nice to me. You know what? It's not just that, but the at the same time, it kind of is because he doesn't have to. Do he that. doesn't have to do this. He's he's what the fuck he's just he could be chilling at home, wiping his ass with, you know, with a champagne bidet, but he's not. He's he's donating his time. So yes, he's not better than the average person, but still, give a shout out to him. What a nice fucking guy. Yeah. It's just and he didn't nice. raise any money for any of that expensive meat. He he's just like eh, this is what I had in my cooler. Yeah, just turn up with fucking meat. Who wants to who who wants to smoke this hot pork? I went to the store and I was like, uh, maybe maybe the guys are hungry downtown. Dave yeah, Grohl, good people's. Dave Grohl is a fucking amazing person, and um, you know, I, I'm I'm hopefully you know from his famous Nirvana days, I hope he's he managed to to break through the music industry one day. Look at a shot again. Yeah, one day, one of these days, I've got a good feeling about him. <sighs> well, that wraps up a very confusing end of the pop box, but whatever, we we made it. Episode one thirty eight in the box. My God, we 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 chugging it, chugging it, chugging it, chugging our way to the third year anniversary soon. What is that? Is it May? May first. Exciting. March, April. Yeah, we'll be there. We'll be there before we know it. Time flies when you're having fun. Um, Kush, you do podcasts other than this. I don't judge you. You know, I don't hold it against you. You know, <laughs> we'll work through that it. That's how I got the job. But uh, yeah, uh, should be a new microdose this weekend. Uh, uh, Fridays, usual time. Sometimes I release them earlier these days. Um, if it goes down, it'll come out this Friday. So uh, I'm. I'm skeptical, but TBD should be a good time either way. Well, I do recommend, highly recommend, if you haven't done all you done already, so whatever. Go back to last week's microdose where Kush discussed sports with a really nice sounding British guy. That's that was a fun episode. That did happen. Yeah, that was a good time. Maybe, maybe like, someday we'll where, know who that masked man was. Where where on the internet can you find within what how long was that podcast like 35 40 minutes uh, it's a little under 45 minutes 45 yeah. minutes where can you start from discussing the, the super bowl family slash microdose and then yeah. you can find it also on youtube and the spotify's under microdose look for the little dog that but you know where can you find a podcast that in the same 45 minutes this goes from Super Bowl to telling Martin Scorsese to go fuck himself. Like that's a that was a pretty eclectic podcast. So yep, yep. proud. A lot of, of range that episode. A lot of range. A lot of range. A lot of range. 
So check that out. Bosnet dot family. Um, follow us at Wafflebox on Twitter. Not gonna call it X. Um, and all the other social media networks. I am at Only Mike Fish on on here's Christopher Hayes on Facebook. It's a good night for me. It's a good night from him. Who's a leaping? Say good night to these food people. Good night, everyone. We started the show with sticky buns and ended on smoking hot pork butts. Man, if you're an ass guy, this was your favorite episode so far. See you all next week. I agree with that, too. And on that note, take care of yourselves. And each other. That's all, folks. Pay me off, Johnny.